Brave, outspoken, conservative. We, we are Ladies Raised Right. We're your co-hosts. I'm Olivia. And I'm Anouk, and we're dismantling the left's agenda one lie at a time. You can find us on all socials at Ladies Raised Right or on Twitter at LadiesRR. And you can find any additional information and merchandise at ladiesraisedright.com. Welcome to this week's episode. We are going to be covering, believe it or not, COVID. COVID. Omi. Omi. Omi what? Omi what? <laughs> so somehow we're continuing to come out with variants, um, which, I mean, it makes sense. It's a disease, right? Like, that's what's going to happen. But the left is, like, obsessing over all these new variants and, like, continuing to talk about it. And it just continues to became, continues to become, like, a main focus of everything. And surprisingly, somehow the U.S. isn't even the worst country that is handling this. Other countries are being way more strict. So we're going to go into some of those. Um, in China, in the city of Xi'an, where there's a population of 13 million, there were 1,600 new cases. That's detrimental to the economy it's or terrible. to the population. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I know that that's not a lot percentage-wise. It's less than 1% easily. Yeah. So this caused that city to go into lockdown again. And people were not happy about this. So in two separate cases... One man biked 10 hours in the cold to avoid the restrictions they were about to face. And another man hiked 30, or hiked 62 miles to avoid the shutdown. And both of them were caught, captured. I shouldn't even say caught. They were captured and unwillingly brought back and fined 200 yuan. Yeah, that's a lot. And then they're yeah. continuing to see. So they're running out of food now. And China wants to have zero COVID cases. So as we discussed earlier, the only... D- disease that's been eradicated as smallpox in humans yeah in humans what was the other one it was like in animals or something it was like yeah it was like it's something with cows i think if i remember right you can listen to our other covid episodes if you want (laughs) to dive into that one a little bit more but we're gonna not gonna talk about that this time yeah it's not important (laughs) another country which kind of hits home for me is france all my family actually lives there um they're putting a huge focus on the unvaccinated they're gonna if you're using a fake vaccine card They'll put you in jail for five years, plus you're going to hit an $85,000 fine. Marine Le Pen, who's a French lawyer and politician, says, quote, Since the vaccine does not prevent either contracting or transmitting the virus, I call upon the government to give up on the health slash vaccine pass, end quote. So everyone is recognizing that, like, the vaccine mandate, the vaccine isn't as effective as the left wants us to believe. We've been saying this forever too. Like yeah. if you're not, if you can't stop it from, or stop giving it to somebody else or you can't stop the transmission or you can't stop like anything, then like the only person you're protecting with the vaccine is yourself. So why does it matter if somebody else is vaccinated or not vaccinated? Right. Well, the left wants to control us. And if someone's vaccinated and they get COVID, they're still under the same lockdowns as somebody who doesn't have COVID who's vaccinated or who catches COVID. Yeah. It's just like... It's getting ridiculous at this point. Um, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. All the quote-unquote conspiracy theories that the right had are unsurprisingly coming true as we go into our 20-month of this pandemic. <laughs> so, and then what else happened? In another country, Germany has banned the unvaccinated from accessing supermarkets and pharmacies. That is insane. So... If you're not vaccinated, but you do get COVID and you need to go to the supermarket to get NyQuil or whatever, are they just going to be like, no, sorry, you're going to die? Or like, 
if you want to go get food, can you not buy food because yeah. you're not vaccinated? You're going to have to starve to death. Like, these are just ridiculous. In Amsterdam, there are little riots going on against these mandates. One of these articles quotes the riots, describing them as the protesters who mostly did not wear masks and broke social distancing rules. And then I'm just going to stop there. I'd like to take a moment to pause about how the, all the BLM riots also did not wear masks and also broke social distancing rules. But it's okay. The virus can tell if you're a Republican or a Democrat. And they won't get you if it's yeah. a... If you're a Democrat, the virus is like, oh, no, I'm good. We're just coming after the Republicans. The virus respects the rules of the game. <laughs> <laughs> May the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> and... The Netherlands are in strict lockdown, again, because of this new variant we're seeing, the Omicron. Omi what? <laughs> Omi what? <laughs> we're just going to refer to that as Omi what from now on. And all businesses have been closed, again. Next, probably the country that has completely lost it, like, surpasses anything that we've mentioned before, Australia. Yep. You've taken this to the extreme. Like, next level. One of the things that they've done, they've created quarantine camps. So if you have COVID, you are brought to this camp where you have to stay for 14 days with no contact to anyone. Three people escaped from the camp because they tested negative for COVID. So they climbed the fences, which is alarming that there's even fences there, escaped and were later arrested and brought back to the camp by the police, even though they had negative COVID tests. So basically they brought them back so they caught COVID. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what happened after they were brought back to the COVID camp after testing negative. It's just insane that there's even a camp for this. Like, this isn't the bubonic plague. This is, the left has even said, yeah, this is like the flu. They finally admit that, which is awesome. Finally. 20 months later. Australia also fined people for being outside Mm -hmm. at parks. They uh, close internal and international borders. And they don't plan to reopen anything until 80% of adults are vaccinated. So they've surpassed their target, I guess, and they've had aggressive deadlines. And so now they're, as they say, letting it rip. Um, The surge in COVID cases in Australia is astonishing. Like, if you look at it, they had like 1,000 this month, 1,000 another month. And it's like over 100,000, I think, now, or more. Yeah, the chart just, it shoots up. Yeah, let's rip. So... (laughs) their attempt to let it rip they've seen huge surges right and then with the surges now people can't go to work and now they have food shortages great so while the u.s is also seeing this we're not seeing it as an extreme as they are and hopefully we don't get to that point hopefully people will come to their senses soon enough um but in the u.s i have hope because there are scientists who have worked on the vaccine who are talking about like their thoughts on the vaccine. So the first person I'm going to discuss is Andrew Pollard. He was one of the scientists who created the vaccine. And he says, we can't vaccinate the planet every six months. It's not sustainable. Yeah. I mean, look at Karen over there sitting with her like 60th booster shot. Like what can you, you can't, you can't keep up with this. It's not sustainable. There's no way. No. And something that a lot of people on the right have been saying since the beginning, we believe the focus of the vaccine should be on the vulnerable not everyone who is 12 and older. So that's what the scientist Andrew Pollard is saying, which I would say is an accurate statement, considering if you are older, you are at a higher risk of contracting this and dying. 
but people who are younger and kids in school, you're not getting COVID and dying. And finally, he says that the fourth booster shot is going to need more research done, and he has a lot of doubts about it. In the history of, like, any vaccine, though, like, no vaccine has been pushed as quickly as the COVID vaccine, so there's going to be some negative impacts from this at some point. Yeah, sometimes I regret getting vaccinated. Hopefully I'll be safe. (laughs) Um, And even though we touched on this earlier, all the cases have gone down, or sorry, the death count has gone down, but the cases are increased. 100% of the people who I know who have gotten COVID have been vaccinated. My family, my, literally my entire family and myself and my friends. Right. So tell me that the vaccine is effective. But the left is going to argue, well, it's keeping you out of hospitals. Okay, that's cool. But I get the measles vaccine to not get the measles. I don't care that it's like, Like, I do care that it's keeping me out of hospitals, but the intent of a vaccine is to prevent you from getting this illness. Well, and also there's, like, really no hard evidence to prove that, like, okay, it's your first time getting COVID. How did you, you don't know how your body would have reacted without the vaccine. So there's no way to scientifically say that you have data to draw on from before and after. You have no comparison data. So it's not logical, like, comparison at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's just not enough data out there right now. And I don't know, even the CDC is down from 10 days of isolation to five days. And this was probably the most angering quote I have ever read by our wonderful Dr. Fauci when he's, so he's giving a conference on like why we're down from 10 days to five days. He says it is because, quote, once you get into the latter part of that, the predictive value of that in telling you whether or not you're infective or not, there's no real data to say that. There's very little known about that. And that was the basis for the CDC decision. So that's the end of the quote. So he's talking about the latter half of your quarantine. So the last five days, he's saying that we can't really tell if you're contagious or not. But we've all been isolating literally for like the past two years for 14 days and with no evidence. And we're supposed to trust the science. But, what? Trust, us, but trust us. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. Um, and I can't, I don't know how people can be so blind to not like hear that and see it and be like, wait, why are they changing their backs now? Like when we're 20 months into this, it angers me. So if we're changing our facts about COVID after 20 months of this, don't you think we would change our facts about a vaccine after 20 months of this? You would hope, but alas, we shall see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. And also since the left was so focused on getting tests done and you can't go out anywhere until you have a negative test, they've also released that you're not required to test anymore after isolation because PCR tests can still be positive for up to 12 weeks after. They also say that after 90 days, for the first 90 days after you have COVID, you can't get COVID again for 90 days. Woohoo! I'm safe. (laughs) So, yeah, things are just getting kind of ridiculous here. But there's hope. There's hope. The mandate was blocked. The Supreme Court blocked the vaccine mandate on Thursday, and the mandate was saying what Biden wanted was that for corporations with 100 or more employees to mandate a vaccine or show proof of a negative COVID test. So that would require weekly COVID tests for employees, either at the cost of the employer or at the cost of the employee, which was like a very gray area. Most companies would have spent millions and millions of dollars. I'm sure individuals would have added up to the same amount as well. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I noticed here, I'm sure it's similar everywhere, 
I mean, they were completely out of COVID tests after Christmas. Even like, I went to three urgent cares. None of them had a COVID test. And U of L urgent care in particular, they aren't testing you anymore if you're asymptomatic. But if we're trusting the science, it's been proven that if you're not asymptomatic, you can still pass COVID and you can still get COVID. So that's ridiculous. And they also won't test you if you've already been tested that week. So I could go there on Monday because I'd been exposed on Saturday, get my COVID test, and then later on Monday, run into someone who's positive for COVID, but they won't test me again on Wednesday. So you could be carrying it without knowing, right. even though you're trying to do the due diligence of getting tested and not passing it, and here you are blocked. Yep. So nobody's doing really anything on the same page. We'd love to hear how your states are handling this. I'd also be really interested to see what happens now that the mandate's been blocked. Are corporations going to go back on forcing all their employees to require a vaccine? Are they going to loosen up on that? Because there's no longer a penalty that's going to be applied to it. Or are they just going to go full force and be like, okay, well, we're going to stiff arm this one because we pushed it so hard. We're going to stick to our guns. Yeah. Guess we'll find out. Luckily, we don't have to worry, but... <laughs> it'll be interesting to see like what corporations are going to decide to do exactly and because of covid this has led to well covid in conjunction with like other issues there have been major shipping delays and in case you haven't noticed shelves are empty i went to the pet store today to get my dog dog food and they were literally out of dog food i did they weren't like out of it but they were there were a lot of empty ones and like i was really lucky that they had her brand because that would have sucked. So with that, uh, 77% of the world's ports are experiencing long turnaround times. This is not only just for like consumption of materials, but anything that's coming into the country, like just not like, just like your dog food and your whatever else it is. It's every single thing coming here is stuck. Yes. But you know what would help that? If we've made stuff in America. And we stopped putting it in China. <laughs> yep. Just thought. Because a lot of it is from China, and China's having these major shutdowns, as we discussed earlier, um, with the 13 million people who did not have COVID, but the 1,600 did, so the entire city is in extreme lockdown. And another negative factor um, to this is that there's the labor shortage right now. A lot of truckers and other employees quit their jobs because of the vaccine mandate, because they weren't going to comply. I don't think you should comply. I didn't get the vaccine because my company told me, you have to get the vaccine. I got it because I wanted to get it. And if it was being forced on me, you know, that's just ridiculous. My body, my choice, right? Right. <laughs> Only by, if I by the logic of the left, yeah. my body, my choice. So I think people should be allowed to choose what they want to do for the vaccine. It shouldn't be mandated. Right. Especially, unless it suddenly becomes 100% effective and you can no longer transmit covid with the vaccine then at that point i think you'd have maybe a case to stand on but still it still should be your choice like nobody makes you get a shot for the smallpox or the chickenpox like you still go do that on your own nobody's holding you down saying you have to do it same with the flu shot the one and it's kind of ironic the one time in my life that i've gotten the flu shot because we didn't get it growing up and then i got it and then i literally got the flu twice that year i've never gotten the flu shot and i've never gotten the flu yeah lucky the flu sucks <laughs> honestly the flu in my experience, was worse than COVID. Yeah. And I think that's why people who haven't had the flu before and just, like, get COVID, you do feel sick, but the flu, you feel really awful. Right. So not only are we seeing shortages on uh, consumer shopping, there are also national blood shortages 
according to American Red, American Red Cross, um, this is the worst blood shortages we've seen in 10 years now. There's also 10% of the overall blood donation has declined since March 2020. 62% drop in college and high school blood drives have, de- have dropped due to the pandemic. Student donors accounted for about 25% of these blood drives in 2019, and then during the pandemic, they've counted for about 10%. So by closing the blood drives at the schools, the young, healthy people that can donate the blood no longer are donating because you've shut it down due to COVID. Yeah, and COVID isn't the only danger or risk out there. Like, there are still car accidents every day. There's still tragedies that happen. There's still chemotherapy treatments or people who are on dialysis and like actually need these blood transfusions, but we're unable to do it because we're shutting down for one thing that if you're a college student, your chances are very high of surviving. So it's just impacting a lot of people for no reason. Right. So not only are we seeing shortages in like consumer and blood and all that stuff, we're also going to talk about COVID's effect on unemployment rates. Woohoo. <laughs> so before COVID, February 2020, to make it a very clear, defined comparison, because there are a lot of comparisons right now that are not on point. Yeah. So before COVID, February 2020, 3.5% was the unemployment. December 2021, we are at 3.9%. So unemployment reached a peak of 14.7% during April 2020. So the peak of COVID, just the very beginning, everything shut down. We didn't yeah. know what was going on. Um, so that was the highest rate since the Great Depression. Um, and the Great Depression had a 24.9% unemployment. Um, but is this really like a fair comparison? No. A depression is not the same as a virus, in case people were wondering. So just to clarify, the Great Depression occurred because on Black Thursday, October 24th, 1929, the market opened 11% lower and then everyone panicked sold. Leading up to that was the Roaring Twenties. Um, most Americans' wealth more than doubled in a decade. With that inflation, that doubling of like wealth, it crashed. Yeah. And so unemployment was huge because like everybody sold their shares. Like The market went into a huge recession and like you can't compare a virus that nobody knew anything about for one month in 2020 unemployment rates to the Great Depression. Something that had building up for a decade. Right. And like, then just crashed. There's no way to compare the two. Yeah. But to define unemployment though, because to me, when I look at 3.5% in February of 2020, and then somehow in December of 2021, we have 3.9% unemployment. I still see signs for everybody hiring. Nobody can get enough people. Like what is going on that we still don't have people working, but somehow our unemployment rate is low. Like that just doesn't make any sense. So it might help to define what unemployment is. Um, This is a term referring to individuals who are employable and actively seeking a job, but are unable to find a job. Included in this group are those people in the workforce who are working, but do not have an appropriate job. So they're working to make ends meet, but they don't have a job that they're looking for or qualified for or the job that they want. Yeah. And there's also different types of unemployment. We'll briefly go over. There's Frictional, which means like you're in between jobs. Structural, um, skills of the worker do not match the jobs needed. So if we need a lot of construction workers and nobody has ever worked construction, that won't work well. (laughs) Right. There's a demand deficiency um, because workers have been laid off due to recession, which is what we saw in April of 2020. And then voluntary, people leave their jobs because they want to. 
I feel like a lot of the country at this point, until recently, was voluntary because they said, well, we're getting all these unemployment checks, so maybe we should just not work. Mm -hmm. Work from home. Sit out of my butt and make more money than people that are at work. Yeah. Or, wow, the government is mandating these vaccines that I don't want. I'm going to quit my job. Exactly. However, a lot of these excuses aren't valid anymore. Like, if people are getting COVID and it's not killing you and everyone's fine, then why are people not getting with the program and going back to work? (laughs) They don't want to. They don't want to. I think this is modern-day survival of the fittest. You want to work? Good. Go make money. If you don't want to work, well, tough shit. Yeah. Going to lose. Going to have bills to pay. You're going to lose your house, car, everything. And then when you're going to need to get a job again, as everybody is right now, it's going to flip. The market's going to become an employer market and not an employee market anymore. Mm -hmm. So go get your jobs now. Go get your jobs back. Yeah. Stop sitting (laughs) on your butts. (laughs) Go work. Yes, please. We need it. So as you're going back to work, remember that you still live in America and you have the ability to go back to work and you're not in one of these crazy countries that we mentioned. cut everything out. Exactly. And we've done a couple of other episodes on COVID where you can listen to that, where we really go into the science, as we mentioned earlier. But now we wanted to go even deeper into how these variants and the CDC, how it's affecting not only mental health, drug use, and alcohol abuse, but also the economy with the unemployment rates and the empty shelves and the lack of blood donors that we're, we're seeing. Exactly. So hopefully this shed a little bit of light on what's going on. Thank you for joining Ladies Raised Right this week. Thank you. We hope you started your week off right with Ladies Raised Right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.